This is Magic City Soccer. Es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica. This is Magic City Soccer. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. Let's go, Miami FC. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer. Vamos, Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer, bitches. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer, your home for everything to do with soccer here in South Florida. Uh, hello, soccer fans in South Florida and beyond. Welcome to our show. We are back better than ever and looking forward to another NASL season, the second season of Miami FC competing in the North American Soccer League. As we get ready and geared up, up for prime time, um, let's uh, send it around the horn and talk with uh, the co-host today. Uh, first, let's go to Drew Hausman. Drew, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, had some international friendlies today, and Lukas Podolski is a uh, Polish-German god. Oof, that was quite a, quite a rip he had at Cole today. <laughs> that was one to remember. It was his final international game, right? Correct. Yeah, what a way to go out. Um, Omar Mubayed, also uh, on the line with us this evening. How you doing, Omar? Magic City sucker. My agent told me this was the Canada-Scotland recap show. What? I, I didn't sign up for this. So, as everyone knows, we will be talking about uh, Canadian soccer very shortly. Um, but before we do that, let's get to some of the Miami-Dade-based action. We actually have a lot to talk about, not only with Miami FC, um, but with uh, multiple teams. And so we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's start with the issue at hand. Let's start with the big story this week. The opening of the NASL season, Miami FC is hitting the road. They're heading to North Carolina and playing against the Carolina Rail... I mean North Carolina FC. <laughs> They're playing North Carolina FC, whatever this team is, these newcomers, uh, to the league. Um, so, we had the Tampa Bay Rowdies game last weekend. We have North Carolina this weekend. A lot going on. Let's focus on the recap first. Let's focus on what happened. The game that a lot of people were looking forward to, even though it was a friendly early in the morning, um, Miami FC versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, so, gentlemen, what you take away from that? The last friendly game, the last exhibition game before the start of the season. Uh, let's go to Omar. I didn't go to the game. Why don't you go to the group? <laughs> like we yes. we oh, both know God. I've been sick with the flu, and I'm here coughing a lug out. And you're telling me, let's I, I, go to the guy who didn't go to the game. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, was, I got caught up in the air. I was I wondering why you went to him first. I, I knew someone went and someone didn't, and I got crossed up in the air. Drew, save me, please. I'm drowning again early on in this podcast. Go ahead. Okay, so once again, Miami FC decided to play a game at 11 a.m. at uh, St. Thomas University. Um, we took on the Tampa Bay Rowdies. It was pretty good. There were a couple uh, Rowdies fans that took the drive down, which I was pretty surprised. Uh, it's pretty hardcore going from Division Two to driving six hours to watch a soccer game at six a or well six hour drive. Um, the game was oh pretty boy, good. this is a terrible start to the show. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> we have Matt stumbling over himself. Let me start over, to man. To. You have Drew well, over here. Off, just blah, blah, blah. Oh, Oh, uh, p- point of order. I want to say, Omar, you could have done better there. Yeah. You, you could have filled in a little bit. Instead, you hung me out to dry. I, I wasn't expecting such a quick uh, pass the potato there. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. It's, uh, this is all gone to shit. All right, let's reset. Ugh. Let's reset this. 
big game, interstate rival, Miami FC, uh, Tampa Bay, Drew. What do you take away from it? <laughs> it was a nail-biter. Uh, the, first, the first 20 minutes or so, Tampa Bay really kind of had possession and control of the ball. Um, but in the first half, it ended nil-nil. Uh, surprisingly, when we came back, um, Richie Ryan actually came off the field, which is a bit of a concern. I know he was injured throughout last year with a leg, so he got subbed out for Johnny Steele. So I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the Carolina opener, which is uh, could be uh, pretty drastic to the roster. But uh, very quickly, Stefano Pino, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, scored two goals in about uh, three minutes to put us on top of Tampa. And uh, going on from there, Miami just dominated. We made a couple more subs. My main man, Vincenzo Renella, came on and scored a late penalty uh, towards the end of the game to, to cap it off 3 nothing. Uh, Omar, what do you think about the game? Main man, huh? I, th- I think Michelle's going to be a little upset about main man. <laughs> no, um, yeah, we, listen, I think it was... got a scandal in the house. From what I saw and all the recaps I've read, it seems like it, it, was, it was a game that was... Definitely looked – a lot of people were looking forward to it, I should say. Um, people who made the drive from Tampa, you guys should have something better to do. I don't know what you're doing. Six hours, 11 in the morning game doesn't make any sense. If you were in Miami beforehand, all right, cool. Maybe that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, but, yeah, how many goals has Pino scored in the preseason already? Because I feel like every game his name has been on the score sheet uh, in one way or another. Um, whether it's from the spot uh, or whether it's from just open play. I remember he scored in the Barry game, if I'm not mistaken. I know he scored against uh, Florida Gulf Coast. I, I don't know if he got on the board for the under-19 game, but this guy's scoring a goal or two every outing. Like if, if this is something that's going to carry over to the NASL, man, uh, I don't know about Michelle winning the Golden Boot. This guy definitely looks like uh, he's going to be you know, the front runner, and I would definitely put my money behind him. Yeah, I definitely, you know, <clears throat> this is part, maybe part of my legacy. Um, back is as someone with a connection to the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, but there's something about the Rowdies that just gets the, you know, the 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 hair up on the back of your neck, neck it gets your 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 body tingling a little bit, and you just think they're gonna find some way to win and embarrass you at the end, and it's just gonna be, oh, I hate it. And so the fact that even it's it's a preseason friendly. Even though the circumstances of the game have changed, the fact that it's a three-zero convincing win, we kept a clean sheet. Um, I, I, I'm very happy with that result. And again, all of these are friendlies, and and you can only take so much away from it. But um, yeah, I think it's it's very. Uh, there's a lot of positives to take away. Now, I will say, someone gave me some bad information because on Saturday I was actually in Tampa Bay. I thought it was a road game, so I actually drove all that way. Liar. I didn't even get to go. I was very disappointed. But um, <laughs> it's uh, I actually was in Tampa Bay on Saturday. Um, I, I visited Al Lang. I posted, I took a picture outside Al Lang with my Miami FC uh, car magnet. So I will, I will, I'll post that on the Twitter uh, after, once we get this posted so you can also uh, show ways you want to disrespect uh, Tampa Bay as we head into the season. Um but anyway, yeah, I, I think that as we head into this season now, I think there's some positives to take away. Again, you're seeing these new names and new faces making contributions. Um, and it, it does appear, especially as Drew said, you would rather the team get better and improve showing in the second half 
than to kind of come out firing and then start kind of struggling in the second half. So I think that's, to me, that's a good trend. Um, but yeah, so here's, here's um, we got a chance to speak to a couple players after the game, uh, and we're actually going to share some of that now, and, and be sure to listen in next week because we're going to be sharing some of that then as well. Um, but to, there were two very interesting conversations uh, that, that uh, our chief foreign correspondent, Lee Eifens, had foreign um, on the field. Uh, and the first is this Blake Smith. <laughs> um, you know, again, as we conclude the preseason, we kind of wanted to talk to the players and see, um, you know, what they have in mind, what, what they take away from the game they just played against Tampa, and what they're looking forward to going into North Carolina. Uh, so let's hear from Lee, and let's hear from Blake. So, Blake, um, last preseason game, how do you think it went? That oh, was good. We went out on a positive note, um, finished 3-0. So I think, uh, you know, build the momentum going into the first weekend. I think everybody's excited. Is there a different kind of um, feeling, like, with the players now? It's the second um, season and everything. Is, there, is communication a bit better, that sort of thing? Yeah, I think uh, it's always tough going into the first year, you know, uh, everybody trying to learn each other's style of play and everything. So I think this year we've definitely grown and... Uh, I mean, obviously, you can tell by the way we've been playing as of late. So, yeah, it's been it's been a very positive change from last season. Okay. So every game, I see you up and down that left flank nonstop. Um, what keeps you going? What's your secret? Like, is it natural fitness diet? Have you got any like fitness secrets? No, no, just just naturally, uh, I guess, able to. I have the engine, I guess. But yeah, that's always been my strong suit is is my fitness, and so um, I do my best to maintain that in the off season, and, and yeah, just push myself every day so uh, what are you hoping for next week against North Carolina you know it's, uh, it's a huge huge uh, match first first game of the year uh, we really want to set the standard for the rest of our season make our mark so um, it's going to be very important for us to get three points on the road and, and uh, you know carry the momentum from that and hopefully um, you know finish up up top so so Lee had a chance uh, to talk to another player that we're starting to hear a little bit more about. You know, been on the squad, but we're we're, we're getting to know him a little bit more. Um, Dylan Morris, and so again, Lee kind of talked about uh, some of the issues with the game, um, but got to know about Dylan a little bit more and learned a little bit something about his background that that we, all of us here on the podcast. Uh, weren't really aware of uh, part of his heritage that I think will be interesting to a lot of uh, our listeners, especially here in South Florida. Um, so let's go out to Lee with Dylan. So first of all, welcome to Miami. How are you finding it? Uh, it's great. I mean, you can't beat the weather. The weather's great. Um, I'm excited to be down here with new coach, new teammates, um, new staff, everything. It's uh, It's been a great transition so far. The, you know, the very welcoming club and uh, they've helped me a lot with the move. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about where you like to play. I see you more sort of in the central midfield. Is that your strongest position? Um, you know, it's I, I've adapted to a couple different uh, areas on the field throughout my career so far, and I think that, you know, it just depends what kind of lineup we have on the field and what I can bring to the team and where the coach uh, best, best sees me uh, and, and suits what position suits me for the team uh, is, you know, where it's fine with me, you know. My natural position, I'd say, is more centrally. Just, um, but the freedom to go out wide and get the ball and run it, guys, is also uh, a strong suit and I, I, what I like to do. So, um, we heard a little rumor that maybe you have a little bit of Cuban heritage. Is that right? I do. Um, my father was born there. Uh, my whole side of my family on my dad's side is all all hails from Cuba and Spain as well. 
So you've uh, you've had cafecito and uh, and empanadas that sort of stuff before? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've had plenty of it. You know, my grandparents um, have always been. Every time I go and visit them, it's always you know Cuban food or Cuban restaurants we're going to. So, you know, I've, I've been around it for a long time, and just coming down here just adds a little more more to it. You know. <laughs> okay, and uh, this season, Dylan, what do you think we can achieve as a team? Um, hopefully, a championship. You know, I think we have the quality to do it. Uh, and I think today was a good stepping stone for us uh, throughout the preseason. I thought this was our one of our better performances. Um, so we're heading in the right direction, and I think it's going to take some time to get the right players to gel, and uh, as all things do. But I think we have the quality uh, team, and you know it'll be a hopefully a good year for us. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, a lot of interesting to take away, uh, a lot of interesting information to take away from that interview. Uh, Drew, you were out there. What do you take away from this? Uh, I mean, that, it was a fairly interesting interview. I really enjoyed it, but I also think we may have a new nickname alert. Just throwing it out there, Queso Blanco. Queso Blanco, let's run with it. Dylan Morris, you've been nicknamed. You've been nicknamed, so, and everybody yes, has and cheese nicknames, according to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have a real pattern. You have a cheese problem, bro. Like, you got to get some, buy some cheddar or something at the grocery store. Um but so, yeah, Drew has, has come down from the mountaintop and has issued his nickname. Of course, when, when someone is nicknamed, that's N-I-C-K-N-A-M-E apostrophe D. That's the only appropriate way to refer to it, nicknamed. <laughs> so um, let's continue on and let's talk about what we have to look ahead. And what we have to look ahead to is the whole dang season. There's a lot to digest. We're obviously not going to cover it all today. But just in, in, in as briefly and as kind of an organized manner as possible, what are you looking forward to Saturday, and what are you looking forward to this season? I think the first... Now, let's start with Omar. <laughs> I think the first question that needs to be answered uh, for this roster is to figure out um, how's that back four going to come together? Because we've seen how they've played now against you know the Fusion, and we saw how they've played against the Rowdies, and they kept a clean sheet. But my bigger concern is... Uh, how does this back four come together against NASL opponents? I think last year we left with, you know, the thought of this back four doesn't really gel very well. Uh, there seemed to be some questions. A lot of the problems and a lot of the finger pointing was at the defense. And everything that we've seen so far this season has gone to show that maybe the back four isn't going to be an issue uh, moving forward. So, I think the biggest key for us this season is going to be how does that back line play um, and how they mix up well. Because we all thought here that Vega, despite his age and his nationality, could possibly be an MLS quality goalkeeper. And there's nothing stopping him uh, from being plucked by an MLS team other than you know his age and the fact that they'd have to use an international slot uh, from their roster on a keeper, which is something that MLS does not genuinely like to do. Um, okay. And it's one of those things where, um, I've lost my complete train of thought. Drew, what are your questions as to, uh, what we need to look for? What are the keys moving into the season? Um, I mean, this season's going to be a big one. You know, obviously we lost a couple of teams in the league. Uh, a lot of stuff shifted around. Luckily we were able to retain most of our roster. So I think that kind of, Gives us a you know small advantage over everybody else, uh, especially because we were a franchise team last year. We're kind of the the new guys on the block, and from the teams that have uh, 
disassembled, I feel like we got the better of the players. Like earlier you said, Pino came from uh, Fort Lauderdale. We were able to pick him up and Michelle. So, um, you know, we definitely added talent in the offseason where I feel a couple other teams kind of uh, went the cheapy route <laughs> mm. and kind of dropped, dropped some money and dropped some contact. Uh, drop some contracts. So I, I think we're in a good, good position. Um, a crazy stat that I saw before you were talking about Vega, but um, uh, somebody posted on Twitter earlier that he's the only returning NASL player that played every single minute last season. So um, I would say with him, age is not a factor. <laughs> you know, wow. he's a, he's a keeper, but that's, that's insane. So uh, the total number was 2,880 minutes. Uh, he played every single second last season, so um, I feel great with him as our keeper. I love, I'm a Vega lover. Wait, didn't Hugo Sierra get into a match, though? Uh, last Open Cup. S- Open Cup. And, not, and it's not Hugo Sierra. Now I'm mixing up Hugo LaRue and, Di- and I think David Sierra. And now we've David, got Hugo Sierra. We, we spawned a left-back keeper. <laughs> if Miami FC signs a man with that name later on, in the future, I think you heard we should it here get first. a 10% commission of uh, the contract. Yeah, you've spoken it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, he will come. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I generally am in agreement, I think, with you guys. I think we're all on the same page here. Um, the, the great weakness, I feel, and I think we all feel, Last year, the, and when I say the great weakness, I don't mean the only weakness. I mean the, the great weakness was the back four. And in terms of, again, Omar's usage of the word gel there is perfect. Is that there was talent and there was no reason to believe that that talent couldn't flourish, but there were just moments of of disharmony. It just wouldn't work properly. Um, and I think towards the end of the year, we started to see it more. If you have a, a goalkeeper like Vega, and again, I, I don't want to talk about the total number of goals that, that were given up by the team because I think we could point to a lot of them. And, and you know, the goalie's always responsible, and I'm sure that's what Vega would say. But, I mean, he did yeoman's work. He did a tremendous amount of work. Um, yeah. Not to interrupt between, you, but at the same time, like, he had, I think, the top two or three saves on the season also. So that's just showing yes. what he was up against. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, he was getting pelted. Long story short, he was getting pelted and generally did a pretty damn good job. Um, But like you said, towards the end of the season, you started to see cohesion. Was it always there? No, but you started to see it. This preseason, you're starting to see uh, a more stout defensive approach from the team as a whole. Again, not that there aren't individual players who can make those plays, but as a group effort, you're starting to see it. And if that carries over into the season... The attack should be there, and and again last year, I think that sometimes the attack got a uh, got an easy ride. Um, the, the the fact that uh, so many of our goals came from penalty kicks, especially early on, um, that kind of wallpapered over some of the the core problems. But again, once you start seeing Poku and Lahu and, and and Johnny Steele in the midfield. Uh, working together, it started, again, it started to function a little bit better. And so you're hoping and you're praying that what you're starting to see develop in the second half of the season last year, that carries into and gets magnified coming into this season. And as Drew pointed out, there's no reason why it shouldn't be because of the fact that the competition is different than what it was. The competition that was in place is no longer there. 
And does this mean that some teams maybe have a team or a player or two of better quality? Sure, but in general, Miami FC has has the reputation now, considering the instability that the Cosmos were under, the Miami FC is the is the big dog. And it, 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 you know, it's been a year, and, and again, I'm sure that there were Cosmos people who will say, well, no, but you understand what I'm saying. Obviously, you guys won the championship last year. I'm not talking about the championship pedigree. I'm not talking about the history. I'm talking about, as of right now, the team that had the least instability in the offseason. The team was more was more stable than the league. Um, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. like, that, that, that can't be, it can't really be argued. Um, so, if that, that stability combined with the spending, combined with the maintenance of the coaching staff, should lead to something positive in terms of output, in terms of cohesive kind of working on the field, and it should lead to a team that ought to be considered a favorite to win the soccer bowl. I mean, I think another key thing to look at in this instance is the depth from top to bottom that this team has. You're absolutely right. This team was more stable than the NASL, especially during the offseason. And also got to remember that last year's spring version of the Miami FC was nothing like last year's fall version of the Miami FC. A lot of transfers took into place. Miami FC went out and bought players in order to make the team better. That spring roster wasn't good enough. Uh, and now this fall roster has been expanded even more so. If you look at just the defense, guys, six of the seven of the guys on defense can play starter roles at any point in time. Should, uh, you know, unexpectedly or unfortunately somebody pick up a knock, there's going to be a guy waiting to go. These guys are being challenged for playing time left and right. There are no easy minutes to be earned, especially if you're on the back line. And if you look in the midfield, you know, yes, most teams do carry 25 players, you know, so let's not sit here and say like, oh my God, Miami FC has 25 players on their roster. What's going on? But this is going back to last week's episode. And I said that Miami FC is suffering from the fact that there is not enough open competition playing in the United States. If Miami FC can find its way into some invitational tournament, uh, they ought to manage and find a way to gain access and play in it because your midfield is stacked as well. You're going to deploy four midfielders and we're talking about eight or nine guys that could be vying for starting spots not only in USL, not only in the NASL, but could be playing starter roles in the MLS. And if you look at the front four, you know, you're going to go with whoever's hot. Between Chavez, Dennis, Pino, and Ranella, whoever's scoring goals are going to be the one or two guys sitting at the top, you know, finishing the play in the final third for Miami and this just this roster is stacked top to bottom there's quality everywhere you look if Miami FC doesn't win the championship this year of the soccer bowl it, it's going to be disheartening and it might be a failed project I'm, I'll say it now yeah I think it's going to be an interesting season and, and you no longer have the you know first year jitters first year coach first year players playing together you, now the the rubbers meet in the road, and and Miami FC fans should expect a contender, a legitimate contender. Um, last year we had some of that with you know the the, the run up to the the playoffs at the end of the year, but um, now we should expect a a full two season race, a full two season um, effort uh, on the part of the team to compete. 
not only for uh, NASL, but also in the Open Cup. And that'll be something to keep our eye out for as well. Um, oh, and also, and, don't take it with a grain of salt. My last declaration, I also picked United to win the trouble this year. So, <laughs> I didn't um, want to mention that. I think that. that's more of an odds <laughs> perspective, no? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Um, yeah, didn't want to mention that, but uh, so be it. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, <laughs> well, one, so. one thing that will greatly help us is that uh, 50% of the teams will make the playoffs. So as long as we're not in the bottom half, uh, we will have our shot. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, yeah. I kind with of the, forget about team, that. Yeah, with the eight-team league and... Uh, you know, four make the playoffs. If if yes. we don't make the playoffs, that's the time to hang your head down low and let. I, a, I think let we can all agree, though. I think we can all agree that the worst case scenario for this season, with respect to the league, is that there's one or two teams that are out of it by June. Um, that's what you don't want. And again, Puerto remember, any, yeah, well. <laughs> You know, NASL does run two seasons, so remember that the winner of the fall season, the winner of the spring season, get automatic entries into the playoffs. But the last thing you want from a league standpoint, and I think from a fan standpoint, is having two teams sitting there just with no shot in hell. Uh, you know, playing playing for nothing, really, in June. Jacksonville! <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, that could definitely be a big problem. But let's 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 worry about that once we uh let's cross that bridge when we get. So, do we cross the bridge into Cary, North Carolina? Let's do uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll defer to you guys here. What do you think? All right. So, looking at North Carolina's preseason roster, uh, they went two two and zero. They are playing tonight, believe it or not, against Mexican side Atlas CF. Um, North Carolina opened their spring season. I'm sorry, their preseason. Uh, to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, drawing 1-1. They took on the Charleston Battery in a contested game. Uh, they did beat the Battery 1-0. Battery, famous for their uh, U.S. Open Cup runs. Nobody really ever wants to play the Battery, it seems like. No. Uh, definitely Florida overachieving. Yeah, yeah, right? No overachieving kidding. club. Those are the uh, the high school, what is it, the college kids that show up at high school acapella singers, <laughs> and they just absolutely carry teams to the ACA championships. The North Carolina FC wow. did take on the <laughs> Richmond Kickers. Richmond Kickers. Uh, they did beat them 3-0, and they did have a draw 11 days ago or so against the Charlotte Independence. The Charlotte Independence, that an, uh, that's an MPSL team, right? Yeah, they they won the championship last year against uh, Miami United, actually. Oh, yes, that's right. That. Good memory. Wait, and of course, this, now I'm questioning that. Is it the Charlotte Independence? I I think. No, never thought. mind. It was Chattanooga. Oh, is it Chattanooga? Yeah, yeah Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Damn those fucking weird eastern All cities that start with a C. <laughs> yeah, damn you, Upper South. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, borderline uh, civil war states. <laughs> so anyway, now that we derailed. Yeah, I feel like there's some Googling going on by Omar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, wait a minute. The civil right. war was, so, was a battle between 1861 and 1865. Uh, and I hope that's right. And if it's not. The Battle of Antioch. Call out that. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go into my Carolina thing because. You know, Car- Carolina is going through this weird brand identity where in the offseason, well, let's let's take it back two years ago. They were also under traffic sports with uh, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and suffered the uh, FIFA corruption charges. And uh, they had to sell and they had a little bit of a weird process where they got new owners and struggled a little bit. 
Um, but they came back, and this year they decided to rebrand as NCFC, which is um, kind of bizarre, but, you know, do your thing, do your thing. Um, this year, I don't think Omar Bravo is on their roster, which was nope. kind of their, their big signing of last year. But um, I still believe this is going to be a tough game because um, they recently uh, signed Lance Lang, the Jamaican international with a decent amount of MLS experience. Um, as a defender, they have... I'll shout out uh, Bruce Silverman, Big James Marcelin, who is a Haitian international who used to play for the Strikers, who I believe is the only Haitian to ever score against the Brazilian national team, which is a fucking amazing, <laughs> amazing statistic. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a god. Um, they have some other good players, too, like uh, Matt, Matt Fonde and... Uh, Nazmi Abadawi. Yeah, and their defender, uh, defender Connor Tobin, they're they're a good team, you know. This this is a good first game matchup, and it definitely isn't a isn't a pass for us. And the fact that they're playing at home with the rebranding, I don't know what the hell Fernando Fiore is doing down there, but he's been helping their team out. So I think I think uh, very I think they're gonna have a little bit of a home field advantage. I know that's a weird thing to say for the NASL, but. I think they have a, a lot of people, and they're going to have a decent turnout. So I think it's going to I think it's going to be Buck and Carry, but um, <laughs> they're they're definitely one of the the upper seeds. I would put them as a playoff contender this year. And and this is a team that took player acquisition hits because of the instability of the NASL during the off season. Uh, NCFC did lose a couple players uh, to the USL because players didn't know what was going on. With the status of the league, and if I'm a player and I'm looking for a contract for next season, and I know I don't know the future of the NASL, you know, not that the grass is greener in the USL, but at that time, you can't blame them for taking a contract with the USL side. Yeah, it was basically this league will exist next year, and this one is a question mark. Um, I, you know, like I don't know the status of Miami FC contracts, but I feel like we we kind of got away with that a little bit better because we were a franchise team. So um, I'm assuming or maybe guessing that we had guys locked down for more than one year. So if anything, I'm guessing maybe they were under contract, so they couldn't escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which it, it, yeah, I don't I don't want to do this NASL USL speculation, but I have a feeling. That was one of the things that came up. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that Miami FC had a um, had a distinct advantage um, in terms of reputation, its stable ownership. That it did, it was a post-traffic team. It didn't have any of that, you know, kind of fraud on it. And and I'm not to, the old ownership with that problem it just they've been in a kind of unstable unstable position for a while and and i i think again it reflects the idea that miami fc is now the safe harbor in the nasl which is kind of astounding considering it's one year old um it's about to start a second season but that was definitely to the benefit of miami fc i, I would like to apologize because omar's calling me out on a little side chat i keep saying franchise team right and i mean expansion team no, you didn't have to apologize. I'm just sitting no, I, here I wondering. Like, you know, this is the second time you said franchise, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, all these teams are franchises. What? I'm, 
Am I missing something? Was I not sure? I'm sorry. English is my second language, and I've been lo- watching a lot of John Cena WWE videos, and he's the franchise, and I have franchise stuck in my head. You can't see me. I would just like to apologize to our listeners for my discrepancies. I also, now I feel like an asshole, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Also, not to make this worse, but isn't there some dispute in, involving – NASL and like the use of the word franchise compared to MLS isn't that a big sticking point or am I misremembering oh here we go with the reddit shit again here we go uh, reddit's gonna be all on our case oh I use the word franchises and they're not MLS teams blah, 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 whatever uh, oh well I, I don't know <clears throat> hey reddit you can't see me my time is now <laughs> please put in the audio please just send him the WAV file of <laughs> Just John Cena's intro. Maybe we should just introduce you that way to the show at the beginning. <laughs> okay, we're definitely going to do that. Suck it, podcast. You just got surprised Cena. Unexpected Cena. <laughs> okay. Do you so. like kittens? You know who else All does? Right, John Cena. <laughs> da, 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 da. All right, so we have entered hey, the, the meme portion of the broadcast. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't done with that. I would just like to say that John Cena is actually a really good rapper. Uh, what? Okay. I, what? I think, I think well, he's a pretty... guys. Hey, that, like, that, that song is very good. Oh, uh, man, you're messing up. You're I messing think up. He's a you know there's only five actor. great rappers of all time. And they're Dylon, 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 and Dylon. He spits hot fire. I think he's a pretty good actor. I think he did really good in that train wreck movie, um, considering he's like a, a wrestler. Um, he's a really good entertainer. But um, okay, we have officially derailed here on on the John Cena podcast. Um, Wait, you don't watch you don't watch Total Divas on E? Uh, no, not quite. Can't say that I do. Oh, he's a really good actor on there too. Wait, that's not like a reality show. It is. Okay, but okay, all right. <laughs> that um, was my joke. All yes. right, guys. All right. Enough John Gotta go. Talk. Bye, everyone. <laughs> it's time for us. Oh, God. I forgot to mute the mic. I'm sorry for coughing out loud. I was trying to laugh, and all that came out were coughs. All right. We are clearly Ooh. in regular season shape, everyone. We're ready to go. We- yeah, we're ready to go. <laughs> no, what What a train wreck. Okay, let's get this thing back on the – you ready to go? You're ready to go right now? <laughs> I'm ready to we go. We were relegated as a podcast before the season started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're, this, we're the Sutton of podcasts. We're the Division Three uh, American Soccer Pyramid of podcasts. Renamed uh, this shit to the like Miami we Soul. Don't exist. <laughs> we don't exist. <laughs> so, let's get back on track. Um, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. So, uh, yeah, I think we're kind of done previewing this game on Saturday, right? <laughs> 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 Let's get right back on track to a road that goes nowhere. Um, so, anything else to add about the game? No, but in other NASL <laughs> news... Great. Well, actually, anything. hold on. Yes. Yes, I should say. Um, oh, I was about to say, is my mic off? Or are you not listening to me? Uh, the game does kick off at 7.30. Uh, the game is going to be played again in Cary, North Carolina. Segwaying into some NASL news. Uh, today it was released by NASL headquarters in Secaucus, New Jersey. Uh that the NASL will be uh, broadcasting all their matches, not only on ESPN3 like last season, but also the return of BN Sports. Um, Miami FC, still, we are not 100% sure if there will be a local television sponsor. 
we're coming. not. A, hopefully, it's coming. We'll see what happens. Um, but, Stealing the strikers deal. <laughs> insider information. Uh, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, you can watch the games on BN Sports. Remember, uh, if you do have a sling box, you automatically get access to BN. If you don't have BN through your cable or satellite provider, you can go to, I believe it's fubo.tv. F-U-B-O dot TV. Yeah. Um, and you can get basically all of BN's channels for nine ninety nine a month. Uh, but ESPN3 is free. So I would say go go the free route. Uh, yeah. I, I would definitely recommend uh, for Fubo, if you have not done it before, uh, I believe you get yourself a week free on a trial. And um, I, di- I did that before um, to actually watch uh, the uh, Capital One Cup final uh, last season. But... Um, it's got a pretty remarkable gathering of sports channels if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, although I think the price is going up. Um, so anyway, you, do, deal with that in your own time. <laughs> Check it out on your own. But if you have cable, you basically got access to watch ESPN. Check it out there. Like Drew said, hopefully we get a local broadcasting deal announced shortly. That would be great. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot to be excited about. We also want to mention Hold that – I, I have some insider information, and my my uncle told me this. Do you guys know there's an acronym for Cary, North Carolina? Uh, I do not. I would love to hear it, though. Man, I really hope you're not going to go with C-A-N-C, are you? No, no, no. Uh, so okay. basically, like, uh, the Cary uh, – sorry, the Real Hawks slash NCFC group is called, like, the Triangle Supporters Group, and that's Raleigh, Cary, and some other North Carolina shithole – Durham. Um, uh, yeah, why not? I'll add that in there. It's an airport. Um, but apparently everybody from like all the real Southerners hate Carrie because it's a bunch of hipsters and all the people from Raleigh call Carrie the containment area for relocated Yankees. <laughs> oh my God. So it's Portland. It's the Portland of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like my uncle, oh my uncle's straight up from New Jersey, but has lived in North Carolina, lived in Raleigh for like 20 years. Portland and I told him, like, North Carolina. I was like, yo, I'm going to visit you. I'm going to go to this game. And he was like, where is it? And I was like, oh, it's right outside you. It's in Cary. And he was like, uh-oh. You know what we call that place? <laughs> Containment area for relocated Yankees. I don't know. I just thought that was fairly interesting. Like, I pray to God that Cary rebrands and just its city slogan becomes the Portland of North Carolina. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, that's amazing. The dream of the 90s is alive in Cary. Yes. Flannels and <laughs> baggy jeans run amok in Cary, North Carolina. Jim Rome only craft beer and specialized circus. coffee shops. Yes, so they're they're gonna put a bird on it, but that bird is a pelican. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, what I wanted to mention is with Saturday's game, there is a watch party. Um, Drew, do you want to talk about that? All right, man. So people put me in charge of the watch party, so we're coming to my scumbag hood. Uh, we're going to meet up at Coconut Grove. Uh, we're going to go to Tavern in the Grove, which is a cool little bar. It's going to be super cheap beers. I think they have $3 Paps Tallboys all day, uh, not to rag on hipsters. But um, basically it's a, a beer and wine only bar, but we're going to get uh, pretty good going on there. I think beforehand we're going to do a TIFO painting party, so if you're part of Day Brigade on Facebook or Twitter or any other social media platform and you want to participate, uh, contact me beforehand or contact any of those beforehand. 
because we're going to do the TIFO, we're going to go to the bar and watch the North Carolina game, but um, it's going to be a blast, we're going to have, you know, cheap drinks and the audio on, so we're going to have a good time. Yeah, and definitely, even if you're not a member of Day Brigade and you want to kind of check out what it's all about, um, you know, no one's going to kick you out of Tavern, and by that I mean no one is going to kick you out of Tavern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get kicked out of Tavern, you're getting kicked out of life, friend. Like, it's not, it's, that's, it's just not a good, it's not a good situation. Um, but no, taverns are really uh, excited to go there, uh, see what see what it's going to be like for a watch party, and uh, yeah, we have a good time. It's going to be a good time, and uh, yeah, especially if you want to help out with the TFO beforehand, and you're not in the brigade. We'll, I think that that's an all hands on deck situation. If you're interested in helping, we'll take you. Um, and again, you can kind of get yeah. to know us a little bit better. Yeah, just make sure, just send something special, uh, well, special media, social media, and just say you want to help out because uh, we're doing it in my driveway, so I don't want to publish all that stuff online. <laughs> 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 Fair enough, yeah. So uh, Drew Hausman's on Twitter. <laughs> message at, something and I will message you. You can either reply to at Magic City Soccer on Twitter and we'll get back to you, or Drew's at It's Hausman, LOL, and uh, you can reach him there, H-O-U-S-M-A-N. Um, yes, no Ian uh, Hausman. Yeah, that's right, yes. just like... Just like my silver ultra, no E. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Late laughs, late laughs. Those were really good guys. That's a thinker. That really it's good. a thinker. Um, so uh, all Miami FC business closed here. Anything else to add? Great. Almost no, Miami. The ledger is closed. Now moving on to other matters of local soccer. Uh, Miami United FC. Uh, they are also in their preseason, getting some. Some uh, uh, some game action going, and again we had some correspondence out in the field. Uh, Drew, what was it like uh, that game on the last weekend? So basically, Sunday at uh, it was supposed to be at two, but uh, in traditional NPSL fashion, the game didn't start till three. We'll blame that on the Nicaragua national team. But um, yeah, my bus took my a aunt, wrong turn. Oh yeah, ooh, not even bus like church fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why don't my jokes get delayed laughs it's so terrible for them anyway so we went out there um it was very put together last minute uh the nicaragua national team i believe is playing haiti in a uh in a uh, gold coast or gold cup qualifier so uh to warm themselves up they played uh the mpsl's finest miami united out in uh ted Hendricks park in hylia it was pretty good. I, I mean, they, they slapped the game together at last minute, but it was a free game, you know, no charge. Actually, I was surprised at the, at the amount of Nicaraguans that were there. Um, Miami United actually scored a goal uh, early in the second half, but it was called offsides, but the call looked pretty BS. Um, but then Nicaragua eventually scored in the second half and won the game one nothing. but uh, the Nicaraguans kind of... Flopped all over the deck, SpongeBob SquarePants style, and got away with some BS. But it was a good game, you know. Like it, it was very intriguing. Uh, I went with Lee and uh, another member of Day Brigade, Wilson, and we were kind of intrigued because we were like, "When the hell else can you see the Nicaragua national team?" You know, like yeah. I, th- I think by FIFA rankings, they're like one seventy four, one seventy eight. So you know, if if they get into the Gold Cup, it's a blessing. But I was like, hey, you know what? Sunday free. Gold Cup game, or not Gold Cup game, but uh, an, an international team playing a Division Four Miami team. Why not go out? Uh, we went out there. Uh, we shouted them out last week, but La Dulce was out there. And uh, we, 
I talked to Roberto Saka for a couple minutes, and we have that audio coming up right now. So we're here with Magic City Soccer talking to Miami United's CEO, Roberto Saka. Roberto, you guys just played the Nicaraguan national team in a friendly before the upcoming season. Uh, basically, can you just tell us a little bit about your club, uh, what what day you guys open on, and uh, anything coming up prior to the season? I think you guys are having a branding party or a, a watch party. Yes, yes, absolutely. No, it was uh, first of all, uh, thank you guys, you know, to to come out here tonight, and it was uh, it was a great experience tonight. You know, we're playing, you know, a, a national team of Nicaragua. Uh, that was good, you know. That was a good experience, and uh, you know the team was, uh, you know, still we're still missing, you know, a couple of uh, couple of players. They're coming from overseas, but uh, they, you know, we're you know we're growing up. We're growing up. I see a really cool, uh, in a really nice level, and uh, you know, in the second half, you know, we a little bit, you know, whether we give a chance, you know, to some some other players that are still in tryouts or something. But uh, but it was it was good. It was good. Uh, now we are preparing for uh, you know for a big lunch party on uh, I think it's April 23rd. Um, so Monday, April 23rd, and uh, and uh, we're gonna have the big home opener on uh, April April 30 here at Mylander Park Stadium in Aelia. Nice, nice. Uh, you guys are playing Boca Raton, which is a, a new team in the league. You guys lost a couple teams in the league. The strikers under 23 left. And I believe Tampa left the league also. Yes. Uh, how do you guys feel about uh, taking the Sunshine Conference again this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's great. It's, uh, some you know, some people maybe you know uh, didn't understand the level, but the level in the, in the Sunshine Conference is really is really high. Um, it's really high, and also you know we're you know we're projecting you know a couple of you know the, the youth players, the players that uh, they're they're going you know um, you know for example last year we send uh, send nine players from our first team. Uh, playing, you know, in first division, uh, in all over the world, you know. So uh, the level, the level is good. Level is good. Uh, we are happy, you know, that we have in Boca is a pre-organized, uh, you know, team, and uh, also Naples United is coming in, uh, you know, which is uh, I know, you know, the, the, those guys that uh, they, they they will do a great job, and uh, and plus, you know, it's uh, Jacksonville Miami Fusion. It will be a great a great rivalry, you know, and. Uh, and uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be excited. Okay, thank you very much, and we're looking forward to the home opener. Uh, so that was a, a a good informative interview with the team president. That's not something you get a a chance to to have that often. And it was set up by a brilliant segue by Mr. Drew Hausman. Good work all around, Drew. Uh, thank you guys. That doesn't wait, wait, sound second, like it, second, but I try. Second. One second. <laughs> Nicaragua is actually the 118th FIFA ranked. Men's national team. Oh, they're way better than I thought they were. Then. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say because so, so right below them at 121 are the North Korean Jung Uns. Hey, they're pretty good. Yeah, they've won every World Cup for the past 20 years. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they win 10 nothing every game. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, my homepage is set to yahoo.com.nk. <laughs> I mean, Fearless you know Leader weird? has I done am, a great looking... job as uh, selection uh, as a team director. Yeah, I'm, we I'm might looking... have him on the podcast later. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not doing that. That's for damn sure before we end up on some goddamn watch list. Uh, <laughs> bad enough we have an Arab on the uh, podcast. Don't I know just... Dennis Rodman, so it's all good. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, just disconceding the notion that you know Dennis Rodman, just 
Just trying to get on with the point. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Met him at a strip club in North Miami once. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. That's perfect. Actually. That's just perfect. Ah, that's fantastic. So, um, let's talk about Miami United. Uh, again, we've, uh, we, we're very excited about their season two coming up. Um, I think we've got about a month until kickoff. Um, uh, Drew, again, you, you, you spoke, uh, you spoke to the team president. Uh, what should we know? What's happening? Yeah, so actually the 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 schedule works out perfectly. So if if you want to go to all the games, they actually the majority of their games are on Sundays to where Miami FC's are Saturdays. So you got to kind of bust the mission double header. Uh if you have a significant other, it may be a little trickier, but um <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh yeah, no, like they play they play all their games on Sundays. They're going to have a great schedule. The first game, I think, like we said last week, was against Boca Raton. Um, Omar's talking shit to me. Uh, <laughs> then the next game is against Craze. Like, there's only eight home games, so it's it's pretty worth it. Like, this year they they boosted it up. Like, they have solid merchandising. Our homeboy Nacho is back, so it's it's Nacho. It's, yeah, yo, Nacho's an OG. Uh, I. I will I will promise an interview with him sometime this year because this is a homeboy like Ignacio. You're, sure on... you're the right person to have that interview. Yeah, no, I may need a I may need a translator. But this guy <laughs> played for the original Miami FC like prior to them being the Strikers. Yeah. So however many years ago that, and he's just been drifting around in like lower division uh, Miami soccer. So he's kind of a god to the people that go out to the games, or at least in my group. And just the fact that his name is Ignacio and we can call him Nacho is a little bit fun, but um, they're gonna they're gonna do something this year. They're gonna do like a little launch party. Uh, if anybody came out a couple of years ago, they did it at Sigafredos and Brickle. Um, I forget the exact date he said in the interview, but we're gonna do they're gonna do another like little rebranding party for a Division Four team. Like they're very successful and they 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 put themselves out very well. Well, one thing I noticed on their website. Is that if you take a look and you really dig deep in there, their mission statement is that they're not trying to be in the MPSL uh, forever or the PD. Sorry, yeah, the PDL, MPSL, APSL. I'm not sure which one. Uh, but they're not trying to be in there forever. Uh, it actually clearly says that they want to become an NASL or a USL side uh, in the near future, and and they wouldn't write off MLS altogether. So it's actually quite interesting. They are Miami's. I would say oldest running soccer team as of this uh, point. Matt did no more cut for men's you. soccer. Oh, he came back. In. <laughs> okay, and um, yeah, they're definitely worth a watch, and I think that's be an interesting watch party. Definitely something fun to, to attend to. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued um, by the direction of the team, especially with the purchase uh, uh, of the team um, by the Nasser family uh, by Miguel Nasser of Chile. Um, Combined with the vision that Roberto, who you just heard, um, he, he's been he's been in this now for a long time, um, and he's in it with a very clear vision about what he wants this to become. Um, and I was actually speaking about this with a day brigade member, Julian, um, <clears throat> about uh, the direction of <laughs> the direction of the team. Um, and you know, it's something entirely different from most of what we see in American sports. And it's more similar to what you'll see in South America, where there's a real club that's being built. I know sometimes that's thrown around by soccer hipsters, like, oh, it's a real club versus a franchise bubble. No, but I mean, like, 
through and through the idea of, of, of an ethic being built at different age levels and, and <clears throat> among different teams and different levels within the team. I mean, there's a reason why this club in the NPSL is pretty much at the top of its conference every single year, and it's because there's this vision that's assigned to it, and there's actual work that's put into it on the part of ownership and on the part of, obviously, the team. Uh, you know, there's there's not absentee ownership. There, and, and not to say that, you know, Miami FC is – not to say that anyone does, but in, in terms of Roberto's – considering we've been at those games and we've seen Roberto hustling, you know what I mean? Uh, even when he was the, the, you know, the guy in charge, he was still out hustling like anyone else. And there's a real kind of – even though they are kind of showy and – and fancy, I, not fancy is not the right word, but there are a lot of glitz with kind of the color scheme and and again how they portray themselves. But it, it works for them. It works. Yes, for them. it does work. Like, no, it that's works part of their charm. perfectly. It works perfectly. Um, so yeah, that's exciting to see. I mean, you you go on the, the 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 team's website and if you look under the club, you're seeing a men's team, a women's team, a youth team. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot there. There's a lot there, and yeah, it's exciting. Yep. It's very yep. exciting Part to be the... in South Florida soccer right now. Not only because of Miami FC, not only because yep. of whatever. Beckham... Part of my thing is like I, I just get upset like with their attendance because they do such a good job of marketing and they're they're a Division Four team in Miami, but they present themselves very well. Like like doing launch parties and these other parties in Brickell, like they they present themselves like they're a freaking MLS team, like. Uh, <laughs> You know, sorry to go really local, but I assume most of our listeners are local. But when Dayland Mall opened up that uh, the wing in it, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the Dayland Mall expanded. Wing, yeah, yeah, the people that cut the ribbon was freaking Miami United. Like the players came out, had a freaking scissor, cut the ribbon. Like, ooh, you know what Division Four team does that? Like. I feel like they're marketing geniuses, but they're stuck in like a weird area, you know. Well, they're they're hit with they're hit with the minor league stigma that plagues a lot of Miami's teams in general, and and also yeah, yeah. unfortunately plagues Miami FC because uh, the our local sportscasters and our local sports hosts on the on AM radio shows won't give credence to the notion that Division Two or Division Four is pro soccer. They're gonna yeah. only so give notion out, name to by the, name. I'm I, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Out, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying. Um, put, put your name on it. Be a man. Or a Will woman. Manso. Just put your name. Oh. Mark Hockman. I, actually, you know what? I, I, I gave props to Mark Hockman on our Twitter account the other day saying that his burger oh, was the best thing out of Miami Subs. So I don't want to go after Mark Hockman. <laughs> and by the way, I'm he's hung, really a I'm hunked off he's, like a goose. You're hunked off like a goose? He's going to sue us now. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good job. So, well, anyway, transitioning <laughs> over to another Miami uh, sports team. Guys, if you were not aware, please be aware. Allow me to uh, – oh, no, the word's slipping. The word's slipping. Let me Allow me to – I lost it. Wow. Way to go. All right, so, guys, great podcast. Uh, <laughs> make sure you give us five stars. Uh, <laughs> allow me to enlighten you. There it is. I was thinking Italian Renaissance, and the, I was going to say, allow me to Renaissance you, but I have a feeling that would not have been correct. Guys, allow me to enlighten you. Uh, Miami does have a professional women's soccer team. Were you guys aware? Uh, well, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I will defer. No, no, I I I was not aware to the one you're referring to, but I knew at one point in time Miami United had a women's team, but 
Well, that being said, guys, FC Surge. The FC Surge are hoping, are hoping, holding open tryouts for their 2017 <laughs> season. Uh, they FC will be Surge. having a tryout on April 29th, Saturday, in Broward County. And they are going to be holding another uh, open tryout on Wednesday, May 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, May 10th at Amelia Earhart Park in Hialeah. So, if you are a lady and you love soccer, and you've played at a highly competitive level in the past, give this a shot. If you think you're good enough to compete at the next level, definitely go check them out. Their website or, is fcsurgesoccer.com. I will fall on the, the grenade here uh, in both. This is kind of me acknowledging something and acknowledging a fault of mine. I was I am aware of FC Surge. I've actually followed the team um, through social media. Um for at least a year now, I know the the I believe the off season of the year before when I was made aware of the team. Um, the issue is y'all play in North Dade. It's hard to get up there, man. It's difficult. <laughs> but I I have actually I am aware of FC Surge. It's um they have a, a it's it's kind of it's um the highest level of amateur soccer, and so you will occasionally see college players, especially in the summer before the lead up to um the lead up to the the fall collegiate season. Um, get some run in um, with Surge and the other teams in the Sunshine Conference. Uh, and uh, the Sunshine Conference, if you if you're familiar with uh, particularly PDL level uh, soccer, um, a lot of the names are kind of familiar to you. Um, for example, the Florida Gulf Coast Dutch Lions, um, who have a PDL team. Whoa! The the Florida Crush. That's a great name. It Whoa. is, and I actually That's saw an, an FGC Dutch Lions van. On the way back Dutch from uh, from uh, from St. Pete, and I saw, I was like, "Oh my God, it's there! There are the Dutch lines." Um, so, yeah, so I, I definitely, I, I will swear on a stack of Bibles, I will be out at a game this season because uh, that is a fail, failing on my part. Uh, we're definitely going to get. I, I'll speak for myself. I want to get out there, and I believe we're all going to try to get out. Yeah, there. no, we'll all be there. That's that's for sure. Yes, um, and. Um. Yeah. We can live stream your games on Twitter too. Yeah, I mean Omar is the new, uh, uh, you know, the new Dick Eversall of uh, South Florida soccer. Whoa, you're setting the bar off high, sir. <laughs> With his uh, his stream. Hold on production. a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm gonna call him out though. I'm gonna call him out. Okay. Mm-hmm. They they called us out for not talking about them, so I'm gonna return the favor. I'm gonna say, guys, hook us up with a little bit of swag. <laughs> we'll give them away to our listeners. We'll give. Everything away to our listeners, but you called us out. We're calling you out. Give us like a yep. scarf and a jersey. We'll give them away to our our listeners, and you guys can see the full power of Magic City Soccer. Strong, Drew. Strong. I like it. They, they, like, yeah, I, they, I don't want to call them out bad, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> send us like a thing or two. I'm not even gonna keep it. You know, if you want to send us like eight, I'll keep one. But <laughs> we'll give something to the listener, get them interested, and you know. The gantlet has been thrown. Uh, it's yeah, yeah, been yeah. Thrown down. It would have been great if it wasn't on our worst podcast ever recorded. I know, no kidding. Uh, no yeah. kidding. Is this really the worst? Yeah. I, this might be pretty bad. I think our first episode was still a little bit better than this. I, I think it's Ugh. the worst. I definitely think oh, it's the Oh, boy. I don't think it's close. Oh, boy. This is like losing our final tune-up game 8-0 to the Chicago Fire. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh. Yeah, this was Boy, rough. This is bad. This was rough. Thank God we yeah, had the interview. Yeah, like fire, good, I don't everything mean else the is... I mean the firefighting department of Chicago. <laughs> if you guys want to vote me out of this, I thought this episode was stellar. I, I, well, actually, I want to vote myself out of this. 
for the first like twenty seconds because Matt messed up. Omar called him out. <laughs> I messed up. Omar called me out. So Omar, you need to you need to provide for us more. Yeah, I need to provide more. You guys need to be here on yeah. time. Oh boy! Oh boy! All right. We anyway, got... with that, let's go to international friendlies. Yeah. Hey. Of the Nicaragua national team. <laughs> oh, so I obviously, you typing. I you typing. you're gonna do it. No, I just heard you typing. I thought you were gonna. Oh no! I was actually drum rolling for you. I didn't know that wasn't typing. Oh. But okay. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay. So, we want to talk... All right, now Matt's time. Somebody's typing. Fuck you guys. So... All right, so there was a lot... Nobody's listening A lot, a lot, a lot of international friendlies today. Uh, all across the globe, a lot of games were taking place. Games as small as Yemen versus Palestine to games as big as Germany versus England, which had the uh, aforementioned Podolski beautiful goal uh, to send him off for his international career. The match that I thought I came on here to talk about, Scotland versus Canada, finished 1-1. The Czech Republic Yagers versus Lithuania. Uh, the Czech Republic Yagers won 3-0. Cyprus takes care of Kazakhstan 3-1. Uh, the game yet to be played at the time of recording. Country, no, it is. Kazakhstan. Uh, wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> this is going downhill fast, man. We might not even release this podcast. Are we getting was... better or worse? Please just turn it off. <laughs> if you're listening at this point, just turn it off. El Salvador plays that... Curacao tonight. Uh, that game will kick off roughly in about 10 minutes' time as to when we are recording. El Salvador notably not calling up my high school classmate, Pablo Puñet. What's going on, El Salvador? Is it you're trying to leave him in there for league play, or you realize you're just playing uh, friendlies and you don't want him to fly over from Iceland? I'm not sure. So, um, <laughs> that's an international breakdown uh, from Omar. Uh, that, I mean, that's pretty Champions valid. League and Europa League draws are out. Uh, Juventus has drawn Barcelona. It's hey, speaking of Juventus. Put a pin in Juventus. We'll come back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Dortmund draws Monaco, which should be an absolute goal fest. That might be uh, the one tie that I would like to watch more than the rest. Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid. Okay. A one Goliath Monaco. loses. Big deal. And Atletico versus Leicester. This is going to be number two of my must-see. Uh, you know, Atletico might try to bore Leicester into winning 1-0-1-0, but I don't know, man. Jamie Vardy's party has resurged. Uh, in the Europa League, Anderlecht has drawn Manchester United, my Manchester United. Olympic Lyonnais, the Memphis Depay half-field uh, goal scorers, will play Besiktas. Uh, Celta Vigo takes on Genk. And it, that is Genk with a K, not with a T. And Ajax plays Schalke uh, in the Europa League. It, it's going to be interesting ties. You have quality teams left uh, across I, the board. I like how you can say Ajax, but you can't pronounce uh, Kazakhstan. <laughs> I used to say Ajax for a long time until I was scolded. Uh, <laughs> Guilty, so admission. Guilty admission. You have a lot of quality ties. Ajax laundry detergent. It's stronger than the dirt. dirt. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I wanted to sing the song. I was like, oh, no, boy, what sound happened like to a idiot. short podcast? We haven't. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, if you're still so listening now, we Europa. apologize. We will definitely come back next week and give you more information on the Europa League and the Champions League, <laughs> even though it's more than three or four weeks away. Uh, Matt, let's take us home. Okay, so mercifully, 
I think we are done today. Oh, I did want to mention. Oh God, I thought we were done. Uh, PSG and Juventus have also been announced in the uh, the ICC uh, this summer as the Chief affordable international friendly that you can watch <laughs> at Rock Stadium. Uh, Shots fired! Shots fired! We are uh, already planning a uh, group trip uh, on the part of the Day Brigade, talking about how to organize that. Because we sure as shit are not going to Barcelona Real Madrid because none of us have that much money. But for now... Unless we get some press passes, ICC coordinators, just don't listen to this episode. Yes, please, for the love of God, don't even mention that we exist. Just let, let's, let's like dump this off in, Give a, them every, in a review We're having somewhere. episode 20. It's the last episode. We left it on the fucking cutting room floor. <laughs> so, all right, we're done. We're out of here. Um, Omar, thanks. Nobody for- wants to recap the Shizek Republic versus Lithuania. <laughs> uh, the Yagers one three zero. I just told you this, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're done. We're all done. Okay, Omar, thank you very much. I, I, what happened to Canada, Scotland? <laughs> we that. That will be in the lost, lost episode. Uh, Drew, thank you very much, sir. All I request is at the end of the episode, you play the Porky the Pig. That's all, folks. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I've been Matthew Bunch. Thank you, everyone, for listening, especially today, because I have no idea why you would. But <laughs> until next time, and especially as we start off the 2017 season. <laughs> uh, this is how we're starting the season. Go Miami FC. This is the best podcast we've had. Go Miami FC and go Miami soccer. (laughs) Avenge us. Do something to fix this. They're going to come and say we were all high. (laughs) Best podcast ever. (laughs)